Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Game on Wisconsin. My name is MJ Hurley. I am joined here with my good friend, Joe. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm living. You know, I'm loving it. I'm sitting here in Vegas, beating the heat. It's 180 outside, but, you know, I'm inside where it's nice and like 73. Feeling, oh, my feeling gosh. <laughs> it's, only, it's only like 100 here, maybe 99. It's not bad, honestly. A- after being in Mississippi for a few weeks, uh, the 100 degrees does not feel nearly as bad as it did when I first got here. Man, that's dope. Hey, so this is – Guys, so just so you guys know, Immaculate Conceptions, um, Jacob, you know. Immaculate Conceptions? Um, well, no. See, I'm thinking Immaculate Perceptions. We're already starting off well. Immaculate you know, Conceptions, welcome to Game On Wisconsin, where we conceive immaculately. Yeah, the perception of Packer football. I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing. So the show today is actually uh, MJ. Oh, my God. So he's already, Joe's already frozen. We've been live for one minute and Joe is already frozen and has said immaculate conceptions. Okay. He's back now. So, yeah, uh, so Joe, Jacob has had a few too many of these. And, and next thing you know, he's like, you guys should do a show. And we said, okay. So that's how we came up with this. And, and luckily uh, we got a pretty, I don't know about our producer though, man. Like I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about him. Like, you we know, took a chance on a hooligan off the streets, uh, somebody who's very unproven. I really don't know much about. Um, I don't. I don't even know. It might not work out. This is a yeah. Test it, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's what's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what up? Hey, so real quick, thank you guys so much for letting this guy, this dumbass. It's rocking bear stuff in the background. Be a part of Game On Wisconsin. In all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, I have zero room to talk shit. I will not talk shit because there is a gentleman that actually, speaking of a shareholders meeting, uh, I guess that just went on down there in uh, Green Bay, uh, or up there, excuse me, in Green Bay. We have a gentleman on that team that. So He He does own you. No shit talk from this guy, but that being said, I'm just appreciative of you guys bringing me on. I'm going to go back to doing my job. I'm going to shut the hell up. Yeah, Bruce, That's go produce everybody. the show. Go go promote because I don't have time to be on the Facebook groups. Go put us in Reddit and get us banned again. Anyway, um, screw Reddit. I hate that place so much. Anyway, Joe, um, we, we are going to be talking some Packers every week here, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, if you guys want us to talk about certain things, comment on YouTube to be featured live. Uh, you can send us tweets. You can do whatever uh, to me and Joe or to the Game on Wisconsin Twitter account to get can't us. Do whatever to, can't do whatever to me. Maybe you. you know, I got boundaries. <sighs> Joe, I'm a little younger, so I, I'm yet to you know, <laughs> learn from my poor life choices. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are going to be talking 45 minutes uh, or so every single week about anything you need to know about the Packers. We have a pretty good time slot, in my opinion, because we get to simultaneously review the week before um, for any Packers action and preview the week ahead. So you're going to get plenty of chaos from me and Joe. Uh, and between Joe and I, mostly Joe, we know a lot of people. Um, so we'll try and have some good guests on here. Um 
Joe Joe knows a lot of good people. I know a couple. Um, I don't know anybody. I'm getting there. Okay. I don't know anybody. But, uh, you know, throughout this year and hopefully beyond, we will provide you some good Packers entertainment. I know we're not as established and as weird as some of the other shows at Game on Wisconsin. I love you all. Um, but, you know, we'll get there. You all learn to love us the most. Uh, but, yes, Bruce in my ear just gave us a very good point. Um, Joe, give the people 60 seconds on how you and I actually met. Well, it was through Jacob, but I think the, the first time we actually met was at the draft uh, this past April here in Las Vegas. Um, we kind of volunteered to help Game on Wisconsin uh, day one and part of game two. And uh, we linked up. And I think from the moment we met, it was like pretty like, yeah, this guy, I could rock with this guy a little bit. We could, we had good chemistry. We had a, we had a ball. Um, and we've seen how each other moved uh, around in the NFL circles um, inside the draft and kind of seen, you know, what was real and who was real and who wasn't and, and what it wasn't. And um, then we went out the next night. I took you and, and, and uh, your, your lovely fiance and uh, two of the other friends of yours out. Uh, and, yeah, we had a good time. We had a very good time. <laughs> and uh... – <laughs> I, honestly, it was like it was like the sports version of a Hallmark movie. Like I saw Joe across the room. We messaged on Twitter. I was like, "I see you." Shut up. I see you. And then I I saw Joe across the room, and it was it was sports love at first sight. It was beautiful. It was good times. It was gorgeous. Um, but anyway, enough of uh, talking about how Joe and I met. We have some Green Bay Packers action to talk about. So. Packers reported to training camp today, and the man that everybody wants to talk about, even though, thank you know the Lord Almighty, he's not causing drama right now. Aaron Rodgers uh, showed up today in honestly one of his best outfits that I've seen so far. Joe, who cares about football? Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' uh, fashion, fashion choices. Man, it, it was Con Air, um, Nicholas Cage's character. Um, uh, Cameron Pope, and it, man, he killed it. I mean, you look at this guy, he absolutely crushed it. And he looks in great shape. He looks thicker. and I think the keto diet is working. Say what? What, what? The keto diet, whatever juice cleanse, you know, he was working on through the offseason in Hawaii, uh, whatever right. witchcraft his new girlfriend is brewing up. I right. think it's all working. For sure. Like, he looked great and, and you know here's the thing regardless of what happened last year whatever controversy that that he had or was self-made or conceived, all of the controversy you know, but 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 it, none, none of it ever got taken away from football like you didn't right. see any of it like go on the field and be like well i don't want to rock with aaron Rodgers because you know he he doesn't want to be vaccinated or he got antibodies and he said things and manipulated his words like at the end of the day, they're here to play football, right? Aaron right. Rodgers went out there and had a phenomenal year and once again showed why he's arguably the NFL's best quarterback. And he did so now he's coming to this year. And I think this is kind of a, a, a precursor to what he actually thinks about going into the season. You know what? Devontae Adams is gone. He's out there with Joe in Las Vegas. You know, he at this point – I'm gonna. I'm. It's on me. And and you know what? What, what was the quote from the movie? Hop on my back. You know, or I'm gonna 
Like I'll yeah. say MF and date. Like that's that's the mentality he has. I think that's a little undertone of the, the whole outfit today, and I absolutely love it. He brought the gun show. He's going to be a gunslinger this year. Maybe a little, little, little less careful with the ball. Little, little more action. Who knows? But he's he's ready for football. He's playing into the crowd. He's playing into the fan base. He's ready for another year. By all accounts, Aaron Rodgers is ready for training camp, and he's much more into it than he was last year. And that's all Packers fans can ask for. Like you said, with with Adams gone with a lot of question marks when it comes to the offense. We'll get to some of those later. Aaron Rodgers, the two-time reigning MVP, the greatest quarterback to ever touch a football, is ready to go. You know, what's interesting is um, this last, a week ago today, I was out here, I'm obviously in Las Vegas and covering the Aces, my, my company, Franchise Sports Media is. And I was at the game and there was a few Raiders and a couple former Raiders and one is a current Packer. And I've known him a, a long time um, and I see him and I gave each other a hug and I was like, so how do you like it? He goes, bro, I love it. I love it from the organization, top to bottom, the way they run things. It's, it's everything. And he's like, and our quarterback, and he goes, wow. He goes, just wait, <laughs> just wait. I've never seen anything like this. And then, I mean, he played, he's had four years with Derek Carr, no shot at Carr. We'll get into Carr and add in, Rogers talked a little bit later, but right. the reality is the, the player um, had nothing but glowing things to say about being in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and how he welcomed the new guys and the rookies when he was up there uh, for mini camp or whatnot. So he absolutely adores, you know, I, I think Rodgers is in for the type of year that 40 touchdowns, under seven interceptions, and people would be like, he got Alan Lazard had how many touchdowns? Romeo Dobbs had how many touchdowns? Kristen right. Omari Rogers is actually doing like I mean like they're gonna really and I still think there's a signing that's yet to happen with the receiver spot. Something I didn't see happening, Joe. Rogers tattoo. Love it. I love it. I don't. I don't love it. Why? I'll be perfectly honest. I. I don't care. First of all, like people made way too big of a deal of it, in my opinion. Um, I understand it's funny because apparently his new girlfriend is into the mystical arts, uh, a witch. Did yeah. Um, Did they confirm that they were dating? No, but Rogers never confirms anything. And when he does, that means they're broken up. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if they're, he's dating, uh, what's her name? Blue. Yeah. I mean, Blue I, of Earth. I, yeah. I don't know if he's, if he's dating her. I mean, and if he is, who cares? That's his personal life. And that tattoo right. is cool. He, his third eye isn't blind, baby. His third eye is not wearing glasses. He, he's he's as he's long as his there. third eye helps him throw a couple extra tutties, then I'm perfectly fine. That's all exactly. I care about. He could get a whole arm sleeve. I don't care. Like it's right. his body. Like I, I get it. People, but... I think people make way too much and way too big of a deal out of little the minutia, minutia. Like at the end of the day, like he probably went to the guy and like said, "Hey." Tattoo something Kyrie Irving would say, and then cut that tattoo. <laughs> hey, I, I like that guy. He says some good stuff. Let me <laughs> let me figure that out. Uh, Joe, we got a we got a question that's very important here. Um, you hinted at a signing. 
I said I think there's a signing. I look, look. You think there's a signing, but Joe, we all know you know a lot of people. Is there something you know that we don't know that we should know? Okay, it's not like I know this. I just have a very strong feeling, and I felt this way from a while. And you and I have talked about this privately. Yeah, I think Odell Beckham is going to end up in Green Bay, October ish. Um, he should be ready to go by Thanksgiving. That's that's the time. And look, I'm gonna be honest. Um, the people that I know and I spoke with that know Odell and that are tight with Odell, his ACL was never fully repaired and healed. Like there was when he got it done in Cleveland, there was things that were wrong yeah. with it still. And he basically played with no ACL last year. It just it just tore in the Super Bowl. They knew it was gonna happen. It was a matter of when. And unfortunately right. for him, it happened in a game where he was dominating as a receiver. So he, he was already planning on getting um a knee workup done after the Super Bowl anyway. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's what, and that's what was, you know, interesting to me because he was going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Honestly. Yeah. So at that point, so, I mean, and, and he could come in and, you know, you get him for a stretch run like the Rams did last year, you get him playing his best ball going into the playoffs. And then you have a second year where you can actually, you have, and you have him and that, and that may, you know, let's just say hypothetically, like, I don't know this. I don't think this, I think this is Rogers last year, especially if they win the Super Bowl. And if it's Rogers last year, I think it's Cobbs last year in green Bay. And there's going to be, an, yep. there, there's going to be a, a bigger need at receiver. So if that's the case, why not have one of the, I mean, look, you can say what you want about Odell Beckham. People can dislike the fact that he dyes his hair, that he's into fashion or whatever. The guy is an elite route runner. The guy's got elite hands. The guy knows how to get in the end zone and the guy wants to win. You didn't see any crap out of him out of, you know, while he was in LA and even in Cleveland for that matter, the barking was coming from Baker Mayfield, not him for all intents and purposes. He's known as a great teammate, which you've seen in New York is a guy that wanted to win. and was frustrated that they weren't winning. Why is that? Right. You know, if Tom Brady is getting pissed at somebody and dropping F bombs and Aaron Rodgers looking at the, the Microsoft pad and throw it to the ground, well, if Odell Beckham does that, it's a big deal, but these guys do it. It's not. Why is that? The guy's competitive. Why not have him in Green Bay and get him for a couple of years at a reasonable price until you can build up your receiving core like you once had it? Because right now, I mean, again, it's low-hanging fruit, but, you know, that's the biggest question mark on the team. So why not bring in Odell? So, Joe, speaking of uh, the low-hanging fruit, lack of wide receivers uh, with Devontae Adams leaving to um, your – hometown Las Vegas Raiders um, there's been a lot of I know it's not your hometown it's where you are right now <laughs> there's been a lot of and I love your hometown California big fan um, yes. there, there's a lot of comments that have gone back and forth now with Devontae Adams uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr the one I'm the most interested in is Rodgers or uh, Adams said going from Rodgers to Carr it's easy because in Adam's words, and I quote, it's going from one Hall of Famer to another. Now, I'm not here to debate the validity of a Derek Carr Hall of Fame case because football is one of those sports, really any sport that's not baseball, their Hall of Fame doesn't even mean that much for the most part. A lot of people get into the Hall of Fame in basketball and football. It is what it is. So I'm not here to de debate not, not the validity of a Derek Carr case. That later. Oh, and we'll get to that later. But <laughs> what do you think, Joe, of Devontae Adams saying that 
there's not that much difference between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Okay, well, let me preface what I'm saying. I've been at every press conference that Devontae's had here in Las Vegas, um, and I've had very good uh, conversations with 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 him regarding everything um, in terms of like at the press conferences. And we may have something lined up, not just for Game On, but for my company here in Las Vegas, Franchise Sports Media. We've been promised a one-on-one interview. So if we have that, we'll also give it to Game On um, and for Immaculate Perceptions to air. Um, And with that being said, it it goes back to the local CBS affiliate, their sports director, asked a question in – it was the last minicamp practice, and he asked him to compare Rodgers to Carr. And he was like, you know what, you're going to get me in trouble because no matter what I say is going to be taken out of context, but it's like comparing apples to oranges. And he went on to say that Derek is a guy that, you know, throw he's a strong arm and he gets the ball there quick and gets it out and is decisive and really puts everything behind it where Rodgers can tighten his core and let it go and get the ball to the outside, outside the numbers, but he doesn't have to put his arm behind it. But when he does and he can, He's got the best arm strength he's ever ever seen and, and caught. So with that being said, he went on to say that they both are, when it comes to football, just very, just they deep dive into everything. They they know what everybody's supposed to do. Um, and he gave them both that credit. He said that they're just different type of players. And I think what Devontae was trying to say here, and, and I know he kind of cleaned it up a little bit. As of right now, Derek Carr is not a Hall of Famer. Like bottom yeah. line, he's not a Hall of Famer. Bottom Derek Carr right Which now should be obvious. Yeah, but I think what he's saying is, if we come here and do what we're supposed to do, he and me and this team, because I'll go on record right now and say the Raiders have the best weapons in the AFC. I mean, you look at with, with, with Adams and Renfro yeah. and Darren Waller, the running game. I mean, you cannot double Devontae Adams because they're going to go to Darren Waller. If you double Waller, they're going to go to Adams. Hey, right. if they, if they bracket them. They can have, you know, Renfro underneath. They have some real weapons on that team. And the running game is going to be strong and the ball is going to get out quickly. So he's saying if we do what we're supposed to do, we're 150% going to put up some big numbers that could help Derek get to the Hall of Fame. Because I think Devontae is borderline right now. And he's got to put up a couple more years of, of the, num- the numbers that he put up in Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. And he's standing up for a guy who was his best friend in college, his roommate, and his current quarterback. I understand it. Um, I just think if if you're talking about, and I, I understand that I sit here thinking, as I get in trouble for all the time, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented person to ever touch a football. I understand that that's difficult <laughs> for me to make that comparison but I understand where Devonte Adams is coming from. So even as a, as a Packer fan, uh, as somebody who is not rooting against Devonte Adams, but not full fledged for him anymore, I still understand where he's coming from. Doesn't make me that mad anymore. Man, look, the, the reality is like Aaron Rodgers. I've talked to a lot of people in the NFL and, and they all say the same thing. And even guys I've known that's been around the game for a long time. When it comes to pure talent, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback that they've ever seen play from arm strength to his mobility, to accuracy, to IQ. I mean, Devontae told a story in the press conference that they get it, they get lined up. And before anybody has any adjustments, Aaron's like, safety's coming, safety's coming. And it's like, I mean, this is, there's still like 18 seconds left on the play clock. 
And Devontae's like, what the hell is he talking about? Like how? Well, yeah, lo and behold, the safety came on a blitz. So, I mean, just off those types of things, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback. Did that, is that Has that equated Super Bowls, Super Bowl wins? Has that equated um, to winning NFC Championship games? No. And in, in, in all fairness, if we're going to be 100%, and I'm a very realistic Packers fan. Yeah. He didn't play great in all those games. Like, it's the reality of it. Not the, and, and I, look, the question was posed a couple weeks ago, who's the best Packers quarterback of all time, Rodgers, Favre, or, or Bart Starr? I chose Rodgers. Yeah, he, and, he, and he does. He owns Bruce. So, I mean, he owns all of Chicago and the Bucks. So, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but, I mean, the re, but, but the reality is he is the best quarterback of, in, in, of the Packers in their history. Like bottom line, so yeah. Let's let's not like act like he's not. Let's not sit here and be like, oh, Aaron, you know, Aaron, did he shit the bed again? No, it it happens. Who and cares? Some, and, and some, it, well, no, I care because believe me, that that Buccaneer game, that that NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers, okay, that one hurt. Yes, hurt wasn't the word. That wasn't the word. I I said things. Um, I got I. I, I said things in, in front of my children that I've never said before. Like, like I, I lost it because I thought 100% that was the year. Everything lined up for him. Um, but now Aaron Rodgers is in a position. I think he's older. He sees things. And I think Devontae sees it too. Okay. With Aaron his third eye. His third, the third eye right here. You know what I'm saying? I got him right there. So Devontae sees it and he sees things in car. Now, where I think Carr needs to improve and where Devontae, I think there's no more excuses for him with that team, especially with Devontae there. And I think there's more right. no pressure on Carr than ever because Devontae, and he's kind of said, I've seen how 12's done it my entire career. So I'm going to come here and I'm going to see how they do it. And if it's not right, they're going to have to, you know, basically conform to how you're going to make something it. happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's a direct line to his best friend saying, you better do it right. Because if you don't do it right, Look, I mean, your 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 contract is really – they can get out of that for 72 hours after the season ends. So right. it's not – yeah, he got the three years, but that's not guaranteed. So no. they can get out of it right away. So and you never know what could happen at that point. Um, but I think he, he's defending – he's defending Carr and, and he's defending his boy, and that's cool. But at the end of the day, like, Carr is not a Hall of Famer at all. Rodgers is that guy. Rod, Rodgers still is – the benchmark for all quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says when it comes to that. So, Joe, speaking of best friends, Aaron Rodgers' best friend, David Bakhtiari, um, was at first not on not on the uh, physically unable to perform list at the beginning of the season. But now it was reported, I believe yesterday, that David Bakhtiari will be on the pup list going into training camp. Uh, so starting tomorrow, he will not be on that active roster, not be participating fully in camp as Matt LaFleur and everybody had hoped. Uh, what's your level of concern on a scale of one to 10? And what do we know about this injury? A four. I'm not okay. that concerned. And, and, and look, people used the puppet. They're waiting for him. And I think it was said on McAfee show. And I agree. They're waiting for him to say, look, I'm good. And they want to make right. sure he's good. They didn't come out and say we had a setback. Said, no, we're putting him on the pup. You know, we want to make sure he's cool. We want to make sure he can go back-to-back days without any type of complications and he's comfortable. 
excuse me, I think teams use the puck now, and you know this, MJ, they use the yep. puck to circumvent the roster. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you can put whatever guys. Mason Crosby is on the pup list right now for goodness yeah, sake, so that they can amazing. try out a kicker. Exactly. And, you know, and then there's guys like, I mean, like today, uh, Sammy Watkins, that one is kind of a, you know, uh, Keyshawn Nixon and Keyshawn, you know, full exposure. That's who I was talking to at the Aces game. Um, that's one of my very, very, very close friends. Um, Keyshawn went on the, the non-injury list or whatever you know, to the, this afternoon, I think that's more to, to see what's in camp because Bisaccia knows what he has in Keyshawn Nixon. Right. But, you know, Bisaccia, Bisaccia knows what he has in Dylan LeVette that they did, that they just brought over from the Raiders, which I hope he just plays special teams. Um, but when it comes to Bakhtiari, I think they just want to make sure that he's cool. I mean, why, again, until they say he has a setback, that's, that's my level of concern will go up. Until then, I, I'm not going to worry about it because – it's out of your control. What about you, though? What do, what's your level of concern? Uh, I I think mine's even lower. I think mine's at a two. Because here here's the thing. You and I both, I think, would have heard something if there was significant, like, alarm bell ringing concern. Neither one of us have heard that. Now, granted, any organization is capable of keeping things under wraps if they really want to, for the most part. But... If there was actually, let's say, an MRI or a meeting with the training staff and LaFleur and Goody, like if there was something of that magnitude, it would not just be, oh, David Bakhtiari is on PUP. Because when Field Yates reported on Saturday that Bakhtiari was put on that list, it wasn't and the Packers are concerned about him being ready for the start of the season or and. The Packers don't think he'll be able to participate in preseason games or, and the Packers don't think he'll be able to participate in training camp. It's field. Yates says he is on the physically unable to perform list for the start of training camp. So either they're playing roster games. Like you said, they're waiting for Bakhtiari to be able to be good two, three days in a row without any issues whatsoever. The dude is one of the most talented offensive linemen football has seen in the last decade. He's the I'm best not worried. left tackle of his generation. I'm not worried about the best left tackle of our generation being ready for week one. I'm not worried about his communication with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not worried about him learning the offense. He can walk in as long as he is physically ready. He will be perfectly fine. So my level of concern is at most a two as of right now. You know, I'll say when it, when it comes to that, they drafted the kid out of UCLA. Let's see what he has. Let, let's let's legitimately see. Let's let him get some reps because, yeah, when Bakhtiari comes back, he's going to get his reps. But let's see what right. he has early in camp. You know, there's no rush to play him in a preseason game. Wait till week three, you know, or week or week two because there's only three preseason now. To the to the whatever right. the the one you want to play most of your players and then throw him in there. You know, I knew everybody knew Elton Jenkins was going to start there. There's no level of concern there for him. Um, I, but again, Elton, if there was, if Elton doesn't make it off, because again, it happened later in the year, I'm yeah. more, more, be more worried about that. But again, Elton, Bakhtiari starting on the pup, I am not, I mean, again, four. And I was being gracious. I may be, I may be at your level. I, was, I thought, I thought I was lowballing it, but apparently not. 
So I, I'm intrigued. You, you mentioned Elton Jenkins, and I was taking a look at the Packers depth chart on ESPN. Take it as you will, right? But they have Elton Jenkins listed officially on the Packers depth chart at right tackle. Um, so, Joe, I'm interested what you think, and I'm going to preface this with fully healthy. So if Bakhtiari and Jenkins are fully healthy, what do you want the Packers starting O-line combination to be? And then we can dip into a little bit of mixing and matching depending on who may not be there at certain times of the season due to injury. Pay him as a right tackle, but play him as a left guard. You, that, your quarterback's backside is yeah. 100% the most important thing. You, you have the two best at their position in the NFL. Look, Elton Jenkins True. goes against Aaron Donald one-on-one and holds his own. There's no other lineman that does that in the NFL. Zero. So at that time, you 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 keep your, your left side together. Um, oh Jesus! You keep oh. your cheese and your salami together. Thanks, Todd. Joe. You keep Man, it hey, together. If your if your salami got cheese on it, that's a problem. I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> hey, Todd, I love you, boss, but you want might want to go check that out. But but at the same time, again, you got you guys. Hold up, hold up, hold up. If we're we're talking about cheese on salami down there, bro. That's called smegma, and that shit's nasty. So, bro, you gotta you gotta wash that stuff up. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, but that's the best. I think when they're healthy, that's the best left side in the NFL. And and you put my you, you have Amen. everybody Yash Neiman on the on the on the right tackle spot. You know the rest of your line with Runyon and Meyer, and, and you're good. You your line. Who is do you good. want at right guard though? I want Runyon. Look, look, he showed me a lot okay. last year. I'm gonna be honest. I I like the pick for him when they drafted him. I love the fact they kicked him inside. Look, your your interior lineman, and that's what I like about the three that they have. They have to play like assholes on the inside. They can't be Mister Nice Guys. They have to be mean. They got to be. They got. They got to be borderline dirty. They, they can't take any any type of crap from anybody. And that's what I like about, though, they play with that nasty streak. You know, Bakhtiari does right. too. And, and Yash Demon, I mean, he, he does he does the robot at three scores touchdown. So he can be the softy of the two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or out of the, out of the, the four. But, I mean, the reality is that that interior line has to be tough. They have to be strong. And they got to be nasty. And I like what Brunian brings there. And then you got depth across the board now. I mean, with the guys that played last year with the draft picks this year, you, the offensive line is deep and it's young, and that's something you need to have to go on in the NFL. But who, who's your who's your starting line combination? I I just I wish, yeah, I think getting Yosh in there is is the most important if you can have because what he showed, and it still makes me mad they didn't start him in the playoffs. Yeah, what he showed taking over at left tackle, especially when both. <clears throat> excuse me, both uh, Bakhtiari and Jenkins were out was just ridiculous. So I think you make a really good point. Royce Newman just isn't ready yet at this, no. uh, at this juncture. I think he's a very good uh, backup guard and he's very playable as a backup guard. Uh, but he showed a lot of weakness specifically in the run game. So I do think the Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Yosh would be the best starting five. And honestly, probably top three in the league, at least. 100%. I, I, there's no disagreement with that. And so, and I think, but I think, again, when I talk about 
when I talk about um, Jenkins, pay him as a right tackle because he's earned it. Whichever one makes more money, you got You got to pay the man. Right. You have to pay him because, again, he's the best at what he does. And he has to be paid. And think about this. If we really want to, like, like not even – this wasn't even on the rundown, but Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Aaron Rodgers, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, those are the five highest-paid players at, their, at one point at their position, and they're all on one team. Yeah. that That's the talent that the Packers roster has. So who cares if our wide receiver room – is not as good as it's supposed to be because Aaron Rodgers took Jeff Janis to the NFC championship game. So I don't care who the number one wide receiver in the room is because Aaron Rodgers is our starting quarterback, the two time reigning MVP, the greatest human beings ever touch a football and throw it. He is our quarterback. Who do you dislike more? Bill Schroeder or Jeff Janice? Or wait, let me say this like, who's more overrated by us Packer fans? I I feel like we I feel like everybody hated on Jeff Janice though. No? No, I no. I I, I think they're no. Look, Bill Schroeder was the king of drops. There was no way he should be wearing number 84 at any point in the Jeff career. Janice could only run a fly route though. But why does it like I didn't see the big deal with them? Like I, with either one of them, that was one of those. Either did like, I? I don't know. I feel like he got a lot of crap though, because he was supposed to be incredible. I thought it was the opposite. I thought people just just gave him all the love in the world. I don't Period. know. Maybe that was just me, my dad and I hated him. I disliked what? him. I disliked him. He I drove me crazy. I mean, Rogers would try to just chuck the ball down to him. And that, that was when Rodgers first started his three, two-year decline where he threw way too many deep balls and forgot how good he was. And I, I blamed it on Jeff Janis personally. With that, well, see, I blame Jeff Janis for that, but I will say this when it comes to it. He got all kinds of love for, for a reason that has nothing to do with football. Zero. And and that's and they, and I think people liked him for no like he to me he was trash if tra- and I mean trash from an NFL perspective not like he'll go out there right. and lost anybody on the street right now but I'm talking about from an NFL perspective especially you yeah I'm five six man like come on <laughs> man. What the hell Jay Glazer even though I'm taller than Jay Glazer I will say that Jay and I stood you kind of look like Jay Glazer I know now I that I think that. about it. Jay Glazer and Pitbull are the two that I get constantly. Um, no, not. Oh Pitbull. no, you see me the glasses when the stunner stays around. It's different. But oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but no. But I'm saying Janice just wasn't that guy, and and that's why I, I think in th- this receiving room isn't as bad as what people think. Just because there's not a big name doesn't mean. I mean, look, Cobb's going to do right. what he does. Lazard Lazard's numbers were better than DeAndre Hopkins last year. Or Didn't DeAndre too. Hopkins get suspended? He's just well, no, not going into this year. And I think uh, Peter Bukowski oh, okay. put that out today. I, I seen the numbers A and B. A was this person. B was that. It was was Alan Lazard. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like okay. look, Lazard, Lazard can play. 
Right. I mean, I don't know. Like for me, it's. I think they're getting a lot, a lot, you know, it's, it's just low hanging fruit. It's like, they don't have a first round rod receiver. Well, yeah. Okay. It's not to say the last few years they didn't try to move up to get one or they just couldn't do it. Or the guys right. that were there just weren't guys that they wanted to, to have, you know what I mean? To have, a, you know, have around. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this receiving core is going to be better than what people think. And look, I, I've seen Romeo Dobbs play in person three times, three or four, four times. And you know, I cover UNLV out here in Vegas. Dobbs is a man child. And, and I'll, I'll go yeah. as far as saying, and I, I, MJ, I think I told you this in the draft because when they drafted him, like, a, I kind of had an you idea. You told me this like, before they drafted him. I told you this before. He's better than Watson. Yep. I think Dobbs is a low-key low key should have been a first-round pick. Dobbs is going to be that guy, like, a lot like Mike McKenzie when he got drafted by Green Bay in the third round. Yeah. Everybody was on, you know, the two corners ahead of him, but McKenzie was the better of the three. Dobbs is better than Watson right now. He's bigger. He, I mean, he's big, thicker. He's stronger. He can flat out run. And look, I would love to see him back there returning punts. The, he did. He returned kicks and returned punts at UNR. He is a legit weapon, and I, I actually think Rogers is going to love throwing. He reminds me a lot, honestly. And I, I, I said this to you at the draft. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams coming out of college, except he's faster. Yep. Very, very similar. And the, the small school, the the physical traits are there. It's a bold prediction, but I like it. I like it. Um, Look at that. The, <laughs> Dobbs is better than Watson, Jake claims. <laughs> I love it. Um, speaking of another – you know, not first round pick that definitely should have been. There was a little controversy recently, Joe, uh, surrounding Packers running back AJ Dillon uh, when the Packers hosted a Manchester City game, yeah, a football game at Lambeau Field. Um, there's just a lot going on around this, and I know you want to talk about this, Joe. So, real quick, we got seven or eight minutes left. Give me a little bit of uh, your opinion on what happened here. Look, the reality is this. He was asked to go down there by security to do a Lambo leap during a rain delay or a lightning delay to get the crowd hype. Everybody there loves him. He's really ingratiated himself in the city of Green Bay, really got out of his way to, to be a part the of The state of Wisconsin. As yeah, a in general. And some some asshole guy with the badge, I don't want to call him police officer, because if he is, I feel horrible for the, the people in that in the city. I got to deal with that. Dude. Pulls his shirt. It's like you know when someone plays in the NFL. He's not built like a. You can tell person. that AJ Dillon is not a normal dude who just jumped on the field. Like yes, and then you shove him after he says who he is or whatever. He's like, come on, and he's, and he's a good dude. So like, and you're gonna tell me, look it. I seen a tweet today. I don't know who it was. Oh no, it was Will Blackman. Will said. When he was playing in Green Bay, every police officer knew every player by their first, including practice squad players, knew him by their first oh, yeah. name. How do you how do you not know AJ Dillon? And it, like, come on. So I think AJ's taking the high road. I love the fact that Adrian Amos, uh, Devondre Campbell, and his teammates have stood up and was like, "Look, if that was me, dude, be picking up his teeth." Because I think that would if that was me, dude, be picking up his teeth. You you remember the video of AJ Dillon running over that? Uh 
that yeah, mascot. mascot. Yes. I'm I'm surprised I'm impressed AJ Dillon didn't do that to the security guard Paul Blart, whoever that guy was. <laughs> Cause like that that's the level that he was right there. Like that's the level of stupid that that brother was. I was working. Oh yeah, dude. I've been busting my ass behind the scenes, man. Surprisingly for y'all Packer people, but uh, real quick though, I do have to comment on this. Um, first of all, I love exactly what you both said. Um, I think that AJ Dillon's an absolute stud by the way, and that's coming from a fucking bears fan. Oh, apologize for the swear word. My bad. Uh, <laughs> but, but that being said though, too, I actually felt bad for the mascot that dresses up for like t- 10 to $15 an hour at like some yeah. minor league game to get paired up in the freaking Oklahoma drill against AJ Dillon. Are you kidding me? That poor he, dude. He got, had to have gotten a bonus for that. He right? got stomped. And I'm sure that dude would, couldn't breathe afterwards either. I just thought it was great. So I, I apologize for interrupting. How much, how much would it take? Hold on, Bruce. How much no. would it, how much would you take? How much would it take for you to dress up like that and do an Oklahoma drill with AJ Dillon? First of all, I wouldn't dress up like that. <laughs> no, but that's part of it. You have to dress up as the mascot. Right. Hey, I've seen what you wear normally. You, I'm surprised you don't dress up like that. Hey, you bro. Wear a Bears jersey. Hey, uh, wow. Yeah, you wear clowning. that orange jersey clowning this year. Quick. You do look like Okay. Hey, let's relax there because I'm actually – I hate that shit. I think they should have stayed traditional with all of it and not, and not yeah, done that. You a pumpkin on your head. You I do like – hey, but you know what, though? I do dig the helmet. The I do dig the helmet because it's a matte, it's a matte orange, but those jerseys are absolutely trash. I'm sorry. It is what it is. But anyway, so to answer your question, though, what would it take for me to dress up like that and uh, go against AJ Dillon in like Oklahoma drill. Um, honestly, I would. I think it would cost more for me to dress up like that than it would for me to go against him just as a regular like pads. No pads. No, no pads. pads. No pads. They yeah, were not, no. He was not padded. Well, obviously. Well, kind of. Like he had some. Co- well, anyway, the, the costume's padded. I don't know. Give me like. Give me like two grand. I'll do it for two grand. Wow, you're cheap. About, That's it. Whatever. Yeah, dude. Okay. I, I was gonna say ten grand. Whatever. You're cheap All too. Right. I, I, it got to be about a hundred grand for me. Give me, give me a hundred racks. I mean, it I depends on what damage AJ Dillon is gonna do to my body. Hey, that whole Vegas thing is rubbing off on you over there, Joe. Ten grand. Yeah, or Joe. Grand you. Out of here. Oh, high rolling and shit. All the single ladies looking boy. Okay. Single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single. <laughs> Okay, so Joe, real quick, last thing. Eh, do we have anything else? Do we have anything else that'll take uh, this? Should Green Bay have alternate uniforms? Yes or no? Yes, one hundred percent. The stormtrooper uniform, white helmet, green face mask. Please leave the G the way it is. Uh, go all, all white. white, all, all white. white, all white. Okay, I'm, I think white on white is clean. But you know, I'll Star Wars this. theme. Aaron Rodgers is Darth Vader. I like it. Yeah, I, I, what about what do you think? I am your father now, Chicago. <laughs> I like it. I think that would be perfect. I I really like the the Packers. I like the Packers color rush uniforms they played when they kicked the crap out of the Bears a couple years ago. Those were really good, uh, and I would like to see those again, for sure. I like 100%. it. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> oh man, uh, talking smack in my ear. I love it. Um, but yeah, so Joe, I, I believe that's all we have time for today for the most part. Uh, Ooh. clearly 
you and I could talk about so many things. We will save what you want to talk about for next week, I promise. We will feature that next week because uh, it's not going anywhere. Um, Look, it, it will be Let me tease it real quick. Tease it. Go for it. Tease everybody I, here. There is a huge omission in the NFL Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I wrote about it. I wrote about it a few years ago on Franchise. I wrote about it on Game On. I've been banging the drum since 2000. Well, I had to wait five years since 2009 for this person to be in the Hall of Fame. And it's just now creating some some movement. And I have statistics, I have proof, and I have reasoning why this player needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think it's – there's no one that could argue it. So, I Joe gave me the stats before the show, and I couldn't argue it either. So, we will start off with that next week. We'll also start off uh, with – some Madden rankings that have pissed me off, especially if you know me and some of my affiliations. Um, and next week, I will be a married man. So that's going to be very fun. Uh, very sad that Joe couldn't make it this weekend. But Bruce um, will be at the wedding this weekend. I'm also going to be doing a show live in person with Bruce on Thursday. So make sure to check out Third Down Thursdays with me and Bruce. Joe has been on the show. He came on our show. <laughs> he came on our draft show. Uh, which was fantastic, built this weird relationship that the three of us have. So make sure to check that out. It's hilarious, and you know it. This is what makes it fucking entertaining. I did it again. All right, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is what makes it very entertaining. I love you all, Bruce uh, and Joe. We will be back next week, ladies and gentlemen, 7 p.m. Central Time. MJ and Joe at Game on Wisconsin. Make sure to check out Lombardi's Bar tomorrow, I believe is what yep. we've got going on um, and then open book on Thursday, I believe is all I can remember off the top of my head. And there's plenty more shows pretty much every day. Articles out the wazoo game on Wisconsin, MJ, Joe, we'll see you next week. Ladies. Ladies.